Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. I'm Susie Ann, in for Sasha Ann Simons, and this is Reset, a daily dose of news, politics, and culture. There are a number of pathways people can take to become a nurse, but sometimes finding and enrolling in training programs can be challenging, especially for people in underserved communities. One Chicago woman recognized this problem and took matters into her own hands. She opened a school for students to get their Certified Nursing Assistant, or CNA, certification. And now she's running five schools across the city. Ebony Scott is the CEO of Scott School of Careers, and she joins us now. Ebony, tell us more. What made you want to open a nursing school? You know, I never wrote this down. Like, you know how you plan your life out, and you know, I felt like I would go to school. I was going to be this great nurse. I was going to open up a clinic and that's what I was going to do. And all of a sudden, you know, the path of my life changed when I started to work in the inner city uh, nursing centers and I saw something that was kind of jaw dropping or it was almost like another world where um, I felt like I could do more to help the people by Uh, providing proper education. I felt like I came up under some of the best nurses. And at some point, uh, just watching what was going on while I was running the facility that I, you know, was running on the uh, east side of Chicago, I felt like some of my staff were missing some of the essentials, some of the basics. And I found myself teaching a lot more than I was just kind of directing uh, the nursing side of things. So Mm -hmm. I said, you know what, I'm going to open up a CNA school. This will be my way to give back to the community because Chicago has given me so much. Um, Why not? Like, why not figure out a way to help people earn um, a living, get their foot in the door, and then who knows what can happen from there? Like, they can soar. I mean, through no fault of of the staff, but what what were some of the things that you were finding yourself um, having to give extra guidance on or to kind of in the moment um, teach someone what to do at the time? Oh, some of our our simple tasks, making a bed. And while it looks like it's a small thing, this is something that's very comforting to our residents. Um, So we would stop. I would stop everything. I didn't care if I had on four inch heels or whatever it was, this is what we're doing right now. So um, simple things like making a bed. Um, And if you go even further, like I feel like compassion, it's something that I feel like you may think you can't teach it, but I feel like if you show it, at least it starts to change the mind of the person that's watching you, the way that you treat a person. And then they see it and it's like, oh, you know, that's how we should be talking to somebody or treating somebody or holding their hand or being that family member to people that are um, institutionalized, especially in long-term care. Yeah. Well, so where did you open up your first school? Uh, My Genesis location, what I call it, is in Markham, Illinois. So it's my baby. Um, 
I did it on my own, you know. I felt like it was important for me to put my all into it, like everything. Um, and why did you choose there to start? It's very close to home, and I also know that the community didn't have a certified nursing assistant school in that space. I am the only CNA school in Markham, Illinois, uh, currently. It's just been amazing, like, the students who come in, uh, the the look on their faces when they see someone uh, brown or black. Um, I've been told, you know, they just feel comfortable. They feel like this is where they're supposed to be. Yeah, I mean, you know, going off of that, is that kind of like you what you had in mind when you um, opened the school of who you wanted to open the school for? Absolutely. So while we're open for everyone to, you know, come and get some of this really good teaching that I'm dishing out over <laughs> there, uh, my main, my target audience would be uh, those who are, you know, underserved, underprivileged, um, living at or below the poverty line. Uh, you have women who have children uh, who, for whatever reasons, uh, if they're not in a partnership, uh, because of some things that are out of their control and some things where, you know, there are a lot of uh, disenfranchised um, yeah. black and brown communities. That is where I want to make sure that I focus my attention. That is where I want to give back. Um, that is where I want to invest the education that I have and to share it uh, with those who come into my space. Yeah. Well, I mean, since then you've, you've started four other schools. So uh, you, what are, what are the courses you offer? So we offer the certified nursing assistant course, of course, because that is the basics. I feel like these are the building blocks. This is the stepping stone. Um, I myself started as a CNA when I was just 16 years old and it opened up so many doors for me. And we also just added our LPN program on the west side of Chicago in the Austin community, um, which is a licensed practical licensed practical nurse. Yeah, you got it. That I think is it's just tremendous. It's like amazing to see um, the stepping stone being added because becoming a CNA and then going to the next level would be grabbing your LPN. Uh, so allowing people to matriculate into that space, especially in that community, uh, which people started to, you know, de-invest in mm -hmm. actually putting back and bringing education um, and bringing the opportunity to get your certificate and sparking the brain to now I know I can do more. I did this. I can go and get this one. Miss E, I took your CNA course. Now I want to take your LPN course. So that's what I hear all the time. Uh, we offer phlebotomy, uh, pharmacy technician, and sterile processing. Great. And and so why do you think it's important for people to have an option to attend a, a private vocational school like yours as opposed to a nursing school at a university? I feel like this in, this experience is more intimate. It's very intimate. Um we get to have uh, conversations that are more personal, probably more near and dear to uh, my students. Um, a lot of people struggle, so they feel a different type of connection. Um, I feel like knowing that one of the reasons why uh, black and brown students don't succeed in certain programs is because they don't have 
options or you have persons in place that don't understand where this community is coming from. And I am the opposite. I emphasize with them. You know, I've walked a mile, I've talked a mile in their shoes and they know it. They can feel it. So it resonates with them. And I feel like when you provide an environment that is conducive Mm -hmm. to succeeding, it just makes it all, you know, it makes it that much better. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned that basically you've been working in healthcare since you were 16. Uh, Why is it something you're passionate about? You know, my granny was a CNA and I watched her get up every day. Um, and I would see her put on her white shoes, her white hose, um, and she worked all the way past retirement. Wow. My granny didn't retire from being a CNA until she was in her mid-70s. Wow. It had to be something great about health care, about helping people, that she loved it so much that when she had the opportunity to sit down and enjoy herself, she still wanted to go into uh, her workplace. Um, and I just, I try to emulate the things that I saw her, you know, do and how I saw her interact and how she would talk about, you know, her work. And I feel like I have a natural gift for wanting to help people. Um, at my previous um, profession, I was an administrator of a nursing home, Uh we would plan activities for the community. We're going to do book bag drives. We're going to go out and, you know, feed the shelterless and provide um, clothing items or whatever those things may be. So it's always in me to help. Yeah. And, you know, I want to back up a little bit here because you were working a full-time job when you first opened the school, uh, had a family to look after um, and, and had to use some of your own money to do this. Um, I mean, just so how? How did this happen? And then also, I mean, you know, I'm sure many people, maybe you, felt like at times, uh, is this the right thing for me? Where did that motivation come from? You know, I, I it's so hard to explain, but I feel like, you know, I have three children. Um, my, they are a big part of the motivation. I want them to see, you know, what it's like to be in a position where you can have all of these things, but then you also can set aside things or materials or for us, it was like, we got to turn the cable off because mommy wants to do this because it makes her happy on the inside. Um, I had to show them that, you know, it's more to life than some of the things that we see in the media or on TV or what is kind of fantasized about. So I just, I remember bringing my children to my workplace. I remember, you know, saying, okay, I have to put the little one in the daycare around the corner. And then when daycare closed at five o'clock, mommy went and picked up the little one. And now you have to, you know, make your bed in my office on the floor because I'm not done. I'm not done pouring into or building up or it's just not over until I know that, you know, my staff, the family members, I can sleep at night knowing that everybody is here and being taken care of. Yeah. Well, you've got five up and running schools now. What's What's been the most fulfilling part of your work? 
I think this this uh, every class they always say, you know, aren't we your favorite class? I'm like, <laughs> yes, you're one of my most favorite classes in the whole wide world. And they're like, I'm sure you tell everybody that every single class. I'm very emotional about them. I watch them. I take pictures of them. You know, I go home and I'm like, oh my goodness. You know, I talk about how I love the students. I love the underdogs. I And I'm always rooting for them. So when I'm grading their papers, I'm like, come on, come on. I know she could do it. I know she got these extra points. And, you know, they don't know that side, but I come back to school and I'm just, I'm happy about yeah. my students. I'm happy when I hear them teaching each other uh, I'm happy mm-hmm. when, you know, they take it in their own hands and, you know, this is what I, this is what I'm born yeah. to do. Like I'm doing something that it's like a gift that just continues to give yeah. and give and give. And we've graduated hundreds of students at this point that, you know, they know they can always yeah. come back to me. Well, that's Ebony Scott. She is the CEO of Scott <laughs> School of Careers. Thank you so much for speaking with us today. Thank you so much, Susan, for having me. This episode of Reset was produced by Micah Yason. It was edited by Ethan Schwab. If you like hearing from movers and shakers in Chicago, then subscribe to our podcast. We talk with inspiring people from across the city and beyond, and you can find all of them in our podcast feed. And when you subscribe, leave us a rating. It really helps more listeners find us. All right, that's all for Reset. I'm Susie Ann. We'll see you tomorrow. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.